the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. This is the new generation of talk radio in the Bay Area. This is KNEW, AM and HD, Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black. I seriously don't understand how I've got listeners like Bob. I think I'm Gen X. That's the whole point of the show is that I'm trying not to be conformist, I'm tr- but I'm trying to give you ideas on how to get to retirement. I'm trying to be kind of in your face and sometimes sometimes funny and sometimes sexy and sometimes irreverent and sometimes insightful and sometimes melancholy because I think you got to blend messages so that you get the educational experience across. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. And at times I'm sexist and I assure you, I love my mother. I love my mother. My sister was, was I raised her. Um, she was seven years younger than me. I'm I'm more geared towards empathy and love and compassion than I am towards. I'm, I'm not very masculine. You'll never see me playing tennis and going, woo, I beat your ass. I won't do it. I won't do it. It's just not in my nature. So I'm not, I'm a gracious loser. Let's go to Sergio in San Francisco. Yes, Rob, uh, I just have a question about self-directed IRA. Okay. Um, thinking about... Uh... Uh, moving some of my, uh, or actually my entire uh, 401k uh, towards this IRA and purchase a, uh, uh, a home or a rental property. I don't know if that's a good idea or I need some. Sergio, Sergio, if I had a, uh, if I had a sound effect called Dunce of the Week, you would get it. Um, someone is telling you to buy real estate in an IRA and they're, tr- they're taking you. They're, they're fleecing you. They're playing you. They're acting uh-huh. like they're smarter than you. They're trying to show you how great of an idea it is. And Sergio, they're wrong. So am I right? Is someone trying to convince you to do this? Uh, actually, no, there was some, there was going up through one of my, um, uh, my, uh, financial advisor, the of a, uh, that's where I have my, uh, yeah. 401k. And, uh, I, you know, I'm a little frustrated with the way things have been and, and, you know, trying to, you know, move more money around and see if, uh, Sergio, I any better. Sergio, I predict, I predict you're going to be living on the streets of San Francisco in retirement years. If you may, if you start self-directing yourself uh-huh. without really understanding the risks, the idea of putting a piece of property into an IRA is God awful. The tax consequences you're going to be creating for yourself is not attractive. The, the real estate's tax efficient already, Sergio. If it's a rental property, you get to depreciate it. If you live in it, you get tax deductions on it. There's no tax efficiency to put in it into a tax-sheltered vehicle like an IRA. The only reason you would be doing that is because you don't know that you can do it not doing it. Right. So I think it's a huge mistake, and I would be very careful. I was 
once sent a photo. Someone sent, uh, sent me a photo from one of the local town fairs. You know, every major uh, town in the in Bay Area has a little fair. And there was a guy set up with a booth where he was saying, you know, um, put property into your IRAs. And oddly enough, he was the broker of that. He was making the commission on that. Um, he was the real estate agent on that. He was making the commission on that. It's, I would be very, very careful. There's a radio show out there called The Real Estate Guys. And I think they're more dangerous to America than Osama bin Laden. I think they can ruin more people's lives than Osama bin Laden. Um, in large part, they're in the business on the transaction side, not in the business on the, uh, you know, they didn't go to college. They don't have a college degree. You know, it's, it, it, it puzzles me that people are willing to look at some gurus and say, well, they do a radio show. They must be good. Mm. So be very, very careful, Sergio. Okay. So thanks well, for the call. Thanks for the input. Be very careful. Again, you do you go beyond my back. I think you're going to get screwed on this process and this deal. I think you're going to be very, very upset with yourself. A lot of people try to self-direct because they think, you know, I'm frustrated or I could do better. It takes a lot of work to do what I do. Let's get a J in San Mateo. Jay? Yeah, hi. I My question is about uh, Cisco Systems. That's the kind of the bounce back from the stock market. They've been stagnating for several months now. I wonder what your opinion of them is long-term. They seem to keep buying up companies left and right all over the world, but I just don't know if they're just too big now. Are you calling me from an aquarium? No, I'm on my cell phone. I apologize. Oh, no, no, no. I, no I, I totally appreciate it. It's, it's funny, though. You, I can hear bubbles, or I can hear what I think are bubbles. Uh, cheap uh, company-owned car. Sorry about that. Oh, no, 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 no. You have nothing to apologize for. Do you own Cisco? Yes. Okay, and you own other tech stocks, or you own a diversified portfolio? I own a few other tech stocks, um, and then most of, my, most of it is in mutual funds. Okay. Um, as far as Cisco goes, and thanks for the call, I'm going to try to pull up the numbers right now, and one of my computers is, seriously, the only, thing, only negative I have about ClearTail is... A little slow on the internet. It's a little slow on the internet. Um, Cisco, it's sitting at $23. Let's pull up a one year on it and let's see if we agree that it hasn't really been performing terribly well because in the last 52 weeks, it's gone from 13 to 23. So to me, it sounds like it's performing as good as Google, as good as Microsoft, as good as Yahoo. To me, it seems to be a market attack performer. So I don't think, I, I, I don't agree with you. Now, they've done a lot of big acquisitions, and some people are a little bit scared of that, and probably rightfully so. They picked up a big video conferencing company in Europe, um, Tandem, and a lot of people are like, whoa, why are you doing that? Well, the one thing that – get this. Do you know – everyone knows about Cisco, right? Everyone knows about Cisco. It's not a big surprise. And everyone knows about camcorders. Did you know Cisco is the number two seller of camcorders in the United States? A lot of people didn't know that. They make that that flip camcorder. They bought the company that does the flip. So they're the number two there. They're the dominant in wireless. They're dominant in switches. They're the sultan of switches. They're the ruler of routers. They basically equal efficiency. They dominate the market for internet protocol-based network um, equipment, for data, for voice, for video traffic. I can't get me enough of content through the internet. And there's companies like companies like... Comcast, who used to send video through cable, now they're sending video through the internet, and they're going to be buying more Cisco gear. What I want to do is I want to have a phone that has video camera on it that I can actually interact with someone in real time. And we're about a generation away from that. We're pretty close. We're not, you know, I do want to have that, you know, talk to someone and look at them while I'm talking to them. I don't know. 
my instinct says Cisco will rally for the next three to six months. Um, I think you're totally wrong. I think it's outperformed technology. I think it's outperformed the, the overall market. Um, it's gone from, if nothing else, from 16 to 24 in the last nine months. And in the last year, at one point in time, it hits 1350. So that's almost up 100%. I don't think you can ask for much more than that. Um, it needs to break above 24. There's no doubt about it. Um, it's showing a little bit of a ceiling there. It hit it in mid-October. It hit it in mid-November. It hit it in mid-December. Um, I think it breaks through. And I think it breaks through in the first three months of this year of, 2000, of 2010. And I think it's it's fine. It's, it's, it's not what it used to be. Cisco will never be you know, the most glorious tech company of all time where you double your money every 30 days. It just ain't going to happen. Let's see what I got. Taking a look at their recent quarterly uh, channel checks, everything looks good, so it should be fine. Um, Component supply may be a bigger challenge. So the sales isn't so much a problem as much as getting the product to the customer. Um, Hewlett Packard has recently said, we're going to compete a little bit more with Cisco, which I think is an issue. I don't think anymore you can look at the big four, Cisco, IBM, HP, um, and say automatically that they're independent companies. I think uh, on a level, they're independent competing against each other, more so now than ever before. Uh, even like Oracle starting to sell hardware. It's kind of odd. So Tanberg, Tanberg, not Tandem, I'm sorry. I made a mistake on that. I think it's a $27, $30 stock in the next three months. So... I don't think you're in any rush to sell it. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. I wildly appreciate the ability to do this show and give you second opinions. Um, If I ever seem ungrateful, understand I'm just having a bad day. Uh, That's what it comes down to. Um, And I do my best for you. 800-345-5639. Oh, and for the record, I don't have a contract for next year yet. So we'll even see you. I'm here in two weeks. Management kind of forgot to get one to me. 800-345. Or maybe they're planning to bring Dennis Miller back. Maybe it's the Dennis Miller show going to be here on January 1. I don't know. 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. 9, a.m. More stimulating talk. and myself are having a little bit of a duel today. We don't always agree, and I think that makes for a good partnership in radio. She's kind of um, my internal editor that sits in a different room, so to speak. I've asked her to play a song, and she refuses. I want her to play Mama by Genesis. I want to tell people that I used to like old-school rock and roll and that I don't have to just have alternative. Mama's one of my favorite songs by Genesis, 1983 self-entitled album. Genesis had just lost their lead singer, a guy named Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel played with Genesis? Yeah, Peter Gabriel played with Genesis. A lot of people don't know. He was their lead singer, and he left. And he did a song called Salisbury Hill where he he basically talks about walking right out of the machinery. I was feeling part of the scenery. Um, and it was also a song that's oddly enough about Christ because Christ went up on Salisbury Hill to think about his, his life and his projections. If you believe in the historical figure Christ or the biblical figure Christ, well, I don't know. Um, but I like thinking, I like you thinking, I like you studying. 
and Mama to me was, you know, Phil Collins was the drummer of Genesis. They couldn't find the lead singer. They couldn't find a lead singer. They couldn't find a lead singer to replace Peter Gabriel. And they finally went with, why don't you use the drummer? And Phil Collins was good enough, which is interesting to note. Now, I hate Phil Collins' modern music. Anything after this album basically stinks. Um, but Mama's a great album, beginning to end. And if you hear the drum work here, it it's the same drum work that he, he used in, in the air tonight. He's a great drummer. Um, and the drum work goes into synthesizer, and then it comes back to drum work. I don't know. I've always been intrigued by music. If I, if I could have a fantasy second job, it would be in the music industry. But I think everyone has that second fantasy job, being working in the music industry. I don't want to be in the porn industry. No, no interest. Ooh, no interest. My fantasy second job would... I don't want to be a race car driver. No, no. I wouldn't want to be a football player. I'd love to play hockey for eleven, but then again, I don't want to get hit, so I'm kind of prissy and don't want to get hit. So I'd love to be in the music industry, not not in a band. Well, I would like to be in a band, but I'd ra- actually rather find new music. So this is a great song, 1983. So he goes crazy, and basically, this was a song where they go, and th- this is an album that has "It's No Fun Being an Illegal Alien." But this marked darkness for a band that was kind of light and froofy. This was the song that said, here's our, this was the number four song in Britain. They only hit number four in Britain ever once. They never hit number one in Britain. This was their biggest hit. Anyway, go download Mama by Genesis and you'll go, thank you, Rob. It's a good, good on your, your podcast, pod player, music player. Um, it's good for a slideshow. It's good for a slideshow for Mother's Day. <laughs> a nice dark song about mama. Oh, let's go to Evan in Mountain View. Evan. Hey, Rob. Hey, Evan. Did you know Peter Gabriel back in the 60s? He used to wear like a cheese head and a cape, a neon cheese head and a cape while he was singing for Genesis. A, a cheese head like Green Bay Packers? Yeah, yeah. It's it's And it wasn't, it was before the Green Bay Packers. Huh. And I don't quite get what it meant. But he wanted people to visually see the music that he was orally giving to them. Well, he he's an he's an artist. He is an artist. But anyway, what, what's on your mind tonight, Evan? So, uh, my wife and I live in a house owned by my in-laws, and we pay rent to them, although it's below market. Um, and we were thinking of approaching them with the idea of seeing if we could take over the rest of their mortgage on the house. Okay. And so just want to get kind of your, you know, high-level thoughts on whether that would be a, a good idea or whether we'd be going down a uh, troublesome path. Yeah, why do, why do you want to do that? Is there a benefit to them or is there a benefit to you? Well, uh, to them, it would, it would free up their current cash position a bit. So you would be paying more in a mortgage than you would in rent? That's right. Okay. Um, I mean, alternatively, you know, we would, we would increase our rent. And so I think we're going to do one or the other. Well, you wouldn't increase your rent. You'd be paying the mortgage. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying if we don't do okay. the mortgage takeover, we are going to increase the rent that we're paying to them. You live with the in-laws right now. How's that? No, no. We don't live with them. It's uh, it's the second house that they own. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. I'm... Okay. Um... No, we're trying to avoid that. <laughs> are y'all on... Y'all. See, I'm Southern. My mother's from Alabama. My dad's from St. Louis. Are y'all on good terms with the, the, the in-laws? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're great terms with them. Are you expected to? Are they expecting to will this home to you? Their hope is to keep it in the family. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So how about but the how about the other, other yeah how about the other family members? Any other uh, brothers so, and sisters? Yeah, my wife's got a sister. How's so, she feel about this conversation? You know, she she's kind of a kind of a hippie chick. <laughs> she doesn't really think about these things too much. Have you ever tasered her? I ever tasered my sister-in-law? Yeah. No, not yet. You can buy a taser. You can buy them. I don't know if you know that. Um, uh, yeah, I'm aware. And you could taser her and, and scream, damn dirty hippie. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I like her. Electric shock therapy. Uh, yeah. Uh, she might need it sometimes, but I don't think I'd go, I'd go that far. Okay. So ultimately, I think this is before you do anything. Let's, let's say everyone agrees. Mm-hmm. Get a real estate attorney to do the paperwork. Next... Yep. Okay. Next, I think there's going to be a dramatic issue here where when both of those parents die, there's going to be hurt. Your wife's sister is going to have hurt feelings. Why is my sister living in that house and why did they get all the equity in that home? So you probably need to come up with some sort of terms where you pay off your sister-in-law right. after the death of the parents, which is, again, real estate attorney. Well, they do have, I mean, my in-laws do have their existing house that they, that they live in. It's a, you know, paid off home in Portola Valley. Right. And will that go to the, the hippie sister? Well, I mean, these are things we don't know, you know, how, okay. you know, what, what their thoughts are. And I would almost say, keep your life easy, Evan, and just raise the rent a little bit. Um, in large part, you may be creating a scenario where your wife hates her sister and your sis- your hippie sister-in-law hates your wife or hates you because she thinks you're a controlling, manipulative, you know, dude. Um, but it, it wouldn't hurt to have the conversation. Yeah. Um, I would be honest and have the conversation in front of everyone, give everyone a day or two to think about it and say, let's come back to the table. Yeah, um, everyone's on good terms, so it would all be... Evan, you think everyone's on good terms? <laughs> I once was married to a woman who was a Playboy model that the grandfather loved her, hated her brother because her brother was in a mental institute, hated her sister because her sister's a skanky whore, um, hated her dad because her dad was a hippie who basically raised two bad kids and one good kid, but loved his daughter and didn't like her daughter's kids. So this grandfather, he was, you know, one of those great Americans and everyone loves him and he's, he's got all these family moral values. Everyone in the family hates each other now because his will started sending money across different paths mm-hmm. that people felt it should have gone to the two kids. When, when he died, everything should have been sold and split between the two kids. Right. Uh, but not to the grandkids because now brothers and sisters hate each other's aunts and uncles hate each other. It's a messy situation. Yep. yep. So that's the only thing I'm going to caution you on. You think you're on good terms now, but let's say, you're, let's say your in-laws get hit by a comet this weekend. Um, and you've already done this deal or you think or you think you've done the deal because you've been renting for so many years and you just recently increased your rent to to market rent and you think you're entitled. And then your sister-in-law doesn't think she's entitled because she wants to go around the world with that money. It, it, the bad blood that could come out of this, get a real estate attorney um, and assume nothing. OK, so I think that's the best advice that I can hey. draw out. Hey, would a real estate attorney help with kind of decisions along the lines of, uh, you know, who pays what percentage of property taxes and homeowners insurance and things like that? A good real estate attorney would. And if you need a good real estate attorney, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Okay. You, you might also want to get your parents, your grand, um, your in-laws into an estate planner at some point in time. Uh, because, you know, th- an estate planner could say, 
<sighs> Evan's been living in the house for 30, 20 years, and in large part, a lot of his rent should have gone towards the equity in the home. We feel this is family, and we don't feel like this is ripping off the IRS. So we're going to will this home efficiently to these two, and we're going to will the other home efficiently to this uh, hippie sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. So I would consider an estate planner for the parents and a real estate attorney for you when you go forward with this. Okay. So thanks for the call, Evan. Thanks. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Yep. My ex-wife, her mother, um, her her lips quavers. She doesn't make the sound, but her lip goes like that because insanity and psychotropic drugs over a period of time. Like, I know people are taking Xanax for, like it's candy. You got to be really, really careful because the damaging effects aren't going to happen in year one, two, three, four, five. The damaging effects are going to be happening in 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years where suddenly you're, you're meeting the kids and you're going, it's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., 9, 10 a.m. I'll jump on the live blog and see if everyone hates me for my conversation about Genesis and Mama. Talk910.com, talk910.com. I'm Rob Black. 800-345-5639. I'm John Cobell. I'm Ken Champeau. We're the John and Ken Show. Join us weekdays from 3 to 7. Now, Rob Black on 910 AM, more stimulating talk. is known as MGMT, formerly named The Management, but there was a comp- there was another band named The Management said, that's our name, so they had to change their name to MGMT. They've been nominated for a Grammy. That's not too shabby, right? I want to be nominated for something at some point in time. I used to work on a TV show that got nominated numerous times, numerous times for Emmys. Um... But never a Grammy. I'm not going to tell them what show because it keeps more of a mystery out there. So, but it was one of the most influential shows of the 1990s. Hmm. We'll leave it at that. Um, actually, the 1980s. But it kind of influenced the 1990s. So, it was late 80s. It was a show that had a T in it and a P in it. And that's all I'm going to tell you. So anyway, MGMT was announced as nominees for the 2010 Grammy Awards for Best New Artist. The track is Kids. It's a pop song. It's a nice pop song. And there's nothing wrong with pop songs. A lot of people get all, oh, I only like classic rock or, oh, I only like uh, uh, classical. And the reality is, is most of us listen to Celine Dion. That's the reality, according to provable measures. So anyway, Ben Goldwasser and Andrew Van Wiegengarden. So they formed the band MGMT while at Westland University. I don't know where Westland is. It's one of those uh, colleges like Gonzaga where you don't really know where it is because it's not in the name. You know, UCLA, you can kind of figure out it's in LA kind of thing. Cal Berkeley, kind of Berkeley, you can kind of figure out where it is. But Gonzaga, I don't even know what a Gonzaga is. Is it a city? Is it, uh, what is it? 
it's an odd name for a university, as is Westland. Like, Westland, to me, is close to Wolverine. So, I don't know what Westland is. Let's go to Pat on 101. Pat? Yeah. How are you? Why do you think they named Gonzaga Gonzaga? Uh, I don't know. Okay. That's, that's a good answer. So, what's the roads like today? Uh, clear and quick. Clear and quick? Good. You, you getting out of town? Excuse me? You getting out of town? Uh, no, I'm just heading to play golf. Took off early today. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold, and Rob will be with you in just a second. Okay. Hey, Pat, it's Rob Black. How are you doing today? Excellent. So what's the question? Um, back in March, I sold a couple of stocks that were losing money and um, bought B of A, Ford, AMD. Um, since then, I've sold enough to basically make my investment back. So my question is, um, if I sell those, I'm still carrying a loss for the year, so I'd like to sell those, which will pretty much break even, and then buy back those same stocks um, the next day. I was wondering if I could do that. (laughs) You can do it and go to prison. What? You can do it and go to prison. The IRS isn't going to appreciate that. Oh, okay. So there's (laughs) something called. I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. There's something called a wash rule. Okay. where you have to wait 30 days before you buy back your shares. So you could take the capital losses today, and then you got to wait 30 days to buy back um, those same shares. The stocks I want to sell are actually making money. Uh-huh. So I want to sell those to offset the loss I already took, uh, I already have. Okay, so you can do that, but you have to wait 30 days to get back into them. Oh, okay, okay. That, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, you're, you're trying to circumvent the IRS and... With the IRS, it's it's basically a lot of intent. Okay. So thanks for the call. Okay, thank you. Bye. Yep. A wash sale, not to be confused with a wash trade, is a sale of a security, a stock, at a loss, and repurchasing the same or substantially identical stock soon afterwards. The idea is to make unrealized losses claimable as a tax deduction by offsetting against other capital gains. Now, the security is repurchased in the hope that it will recover its previous value. So what he could do is... In the short term, he can sell his AMD and buy Intel. Because Intel and AMD kind of trade in similar patterns at times, as long as one or the other doesn't have massive news or earnings coming out. He could sell the Bank of America and buy the Wells Fargo. So he could circumvent it. I don't know who you'd buy in lieu of Ford that's comparable, that you feel comfortable with. Perhaps a auto parts supplier. Uh, keep in mind, with the IRS, it's, it's not sometimes if you find a way around it because technically a wash sale is a sale of a security at a loss and you can't you gotta wait 30 days i would be very very careful messing with the irs i used to date an irs agent um wonderful woman she now lives in brisbane australia uh and no i didn't get audited shortly after i broke up with her or she broke up with me or whatever it was so she was actually one of those people you know you meet people in your life she was one of those people that um, taught me to be a better person. She was just, uh, she was raised a Catholic girl, not necessarily a big God thumper. Um, you know, didn't, you know, stick to premarital sex issues that Catholics stick to. So um, went on to have a great husband and three wonderful, beautiful kids who look just like her, which is kind of cool. Um, but she taught me that I think it's important in life that everyone you spend a, a large amount of time with, that you get something from them. She really taught me that, like, be a good person. 
So she's probably the best person that I looked up to. I mean, seriously, I thought I was dating an angel. It's pretty cool when, when you're in that kind of scenario, right? Let's talk about housing prices. Do you want housing prices or do you want a stock pick? Housing prices, stock pick. Housing prices, stock pick. Okay, I'm going to come back with a stock pick. Um, but how about this? Let's do stem cells. Let's do a miracle for Christmas. A miracle for Christmas. We've been talking a lot about companies like Geron and stem cells in the last year with President Obama kind of skewing off the path that President Bush had us on as far as stem cells are bad. Uh, Obama's a little bit more stem cells are good. Now, California's stem cells is good, regardless of what President Bush says. But stem cells, there's a big story in the Financial Times today. I love reading the Financial Times, FT.com, FT.com. And they did, talked about a stem cell treatment developed in Newcastle. Again, not your local newspaper, right? Um, Newcastle, England, they make a beer called Newcastle, and it's also a city in the U.K., so they've restored vision to eight people who've lost sight in one eye. Are you kidding me? Now, earlier this week, I talked about the DNA code of cancer being cracked, of two types of cancer. Now, one guy said, this has changed my life. Clearly, it's going to change your life. His right eye was burned and scarred in an ammonia attack after intervening in a fight. Can you imagine? You see two idiots hitting each other. You go to try to break it up or try to calm people down or try to protect a woman, whatever your, your masculine issue is there, and someone throws ammonia on your eyes and you can't see. So now this guy is 15 years ago. He, has, he hasn't been able to see out of his eye. Now he's working. He's going jet skiing. He's riding horses, all because of taking a small biopsy from the cornea of his eye, his good eye, and multiplying its stem cells several hundredfold in the lab with a special culture system where the cells are transplanted back into the damaged eye. Restored the damaged cornea. That's a good damn story. Now, unfortunately, it's not going to be on the news tonight because we'd rather talk about pedophiles and molesters and car accidents and traffic and weather. But that's a good damn story. Thank you very much, everyone. I'm Santa Claus, <laughs> bringing you good stories. Can you tell I'm running out of interest in the show today, content in the show today? I got more. I'm going to do housing prices. I'm going to give you a stock when we come back. I'm going to give you a stock. Be cool. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. You can get your calls in there. Also, I got a couple of emails that are pretty damn funny. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. the greatest Christmas songs of all time. In large part, it's counterculture. It's not ho-ho-ho dashing through the snow. It's a modern take on love and Christmas and where we are as a society. 
where boy likes girl. No, no, no. Girl likes boy. And all year long, they can't seem to get it together. They cross paths a couple times. And then suddenly, Christmas time, they're in the grocery store and they make eye contact. And ching, the magic happens, so to speak. Anyway, it's just one of those songs that it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, let's hit a couple. Um, let me hit a stock real quick because this is my last segment that I'm going to take Thursday and Friday off. There's going to be some best of. It is going to be good stuff. I promise you with some fresh new content. So if you listen, you'll learn something. That's my take. Uh, Cardtronics. There's a company called Cardtronics. And I bring this up again, not to tell you to go buy it, but to show you why professionals buy stocks. Cardtronics, ticker symbol CATM, CATM. And you know how I like Visa, right? And how I like MasterCard, not in the short term, but in the long term. Cardtronics runs the world's largest network of ATMs. What? <laughs> like, did you know that? It's one of those, like, I didn't know that. Cartronics is the Godzilla of ATMs. It's big, it's bad, it's electronically operated. They're the number one owner and operator of automated teller machines and related equipment in the world. It maintains more than 32,000 ATMs in the United States, United Kingdom, and Mexico. Now, you've never heard of it, right? Have you ever been in a 7-Eleven and got money? Or a Target? Or Costco and CVS? You're using a Cartronics ATM. Now, who makes money on those ATMs? They do. Will you pay a buck seventy-five to use this ATM? Will you pay two bucks to use this ATM? And you can become an owner. So suddenly you're that jerk who's charging people, and then they put the limit like at thirty-five dollars or forty dollars, and you're like, I can't say the f word, but you get the idea. You go, I hate this ATM. I wish I owned it. Well, you can. So most of their ATMs are in the United States, but they're growing in the UK. They're growing in Mexico. They started rolling out a network in Puerto Rico as well. They got exclusive relationships with big merchants like Walgreens and 7-Eleven and Costco and CVS. So I'm not telling you to go buy this company. I'm saying here's an idea. And that's my goal on this show. This is a small company. It's not big. They're not Bank of America. They're not JP Morgan. This is a company with a $500 million market cap. Oh, good golly. Since the start of 2009, they've gone from a buck to 12 bucks. Can you imagine if you're smart enough to get into it then? Oh wait, there's more. If you bought it two years ago, it's gone from twelve bucks to a buck, one buck to twelve bucks. It's a roller coaster. You get the fundamental story though, don't you? Let me take a look at the financials for you to give you an idea. In the last three years, they've gone from two hundred and ninety million to three hundred and seventy million to four hundred and ninety million in revenue. Publicly traded companies are considered human beings. They're considered living entities. That would be like you changing your revenue from 60000 or 29000 to 37000 to 49000 That would be a good three-year run for you. And they lose money because it costs a lot of money to put the businesses into place. It's not cheap. I want you to take a look at it. I don't want you to buy it. I want you to take a look at it. I think it's got a good story. I think it's a $12 stock, and it's currently a $9 stock. It's a very small-cap company, though. It can get into a lot of trouble. You need to know that. By the way, by the way, the song that we just were hearing, they did the same song to Square Pegs, the TV show on CBS. Square Pegs, the show on CBS, had the 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 lovely and talented Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker in it. And I know what you're saying. I did not know that. I oh, um, we know how much Manolas are. You used to wear Manolas. And the band is called the Waitresses. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Why did you type that? Heidi typed, I'm a dork. When did you type that? What was the comment on? Let's see if I can get her on air. 
clearly trying to kill time. Clearly trying to kill I time. I can't remember, but it was quite a while ago. Oh, it was quite a while ago. And it could have applied to any statement you've made today, by the way. Really? I'm hurt by that. No, you're not. I think I'm going to bring Jin back as a producer. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're calling my bluff, are you? What are you going to do for money? You're going to go away Nothing. and live. You're going to live in the ghetto. I'm just going to go and be sad and move around. You're going to live in the ghetto and curse your name. And they'll, you'll be kicking a tin can down the road, and everyone will go like, "Why is Heidi kicking a tin can down the road?" Because she'll be moving. <sighs> Got a couple emails. Oh, you're gonna love these. You got a message. Jamal, Jamal is here. Ooh, what the hell is email? What's this? A letter for me. You got mail, baby. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Heidi called me a dork. And I can't find the origin of the word dork, but it means quirky, silly, stupid, socially inept, often out of touch with contemporary trends. Whereas I disagree. I disagree. It's I think I'm up on the, the trends. I think I'm, I'm I'm I think I'm cutting edge. It's vulgar slang for the word penis. Dork. Hmm. There's a dork fish, which I don't know if it has any tie towards the slang, not a nerd, not a geek, but a dork. Okay, so a couple emails. Um, This one comes to us from Goozer. Remember yesterday I said, give me some ideas. My contract with TV is up in March. It's not up at end of December. It's up in March. So I don't think I'm going to resign because I just I don't think I'm that motivated for it. Um, but I said, give me some ideas. And this person says, do a DNA test to reveal paternity. Guaranteed afternoon TV ratings. Of course, the average viewer's IQ of those will probably drop significantly. So your other material may fly way over your viewers' heads. Bad idea. I'd rather go home, coach soccer. I'd rather go home, start a bar. I'd rather go home and smoke a cigar than do a DNA test. Next one, he says, why don't you have a financial retard of the day? Or a dunce of the day? Now, that's not bad. That's not bad. Because I got one right here. And this one is fantastic. Um, This guy, let's see if I can pull up his name. I love this. I love this so much. Um, it's a guy named Bob Pratt. I probably shouldn't give out his last name, but I do. So, guy named Bob Pratt. Um, he sends me an email and he goes, Hey, piss at punk. Where do you think you are? The Bay Area has a proud tradition of counterculture and entrepreneur bohemians. People that uh, you derisively are calling hippies. I'm one. And I know the bright, creative, think-out-of-the-box community from the 60s that you're ridiculing and obviously don't understand. You piss off, jerk, and go back to the judgmental South where you're from, which is I love because I got a hippie. I got a hippie mad and angry and judgmental, and they're not supposed to get mad, angry, and judgmental. So who's the piss-at jerk now, Bob? You're an idiot. You can't hear sarcasm. You're the reason there's even a joke about hippies. You think you're all important. And what did you do? In the 1960s, you changed the world. And now you drive around a BMW. Everything that you believed in, you crapped down the toilet. I hate you. I wish I could put you in a room of argon gas and melt you down to, to jelly. Bob actually just called me and swore at me a number of times. Isn't it funny that you can piss off a hippie? 
And the, the phrase damn dirty hippies comes from damn dirty apes. And it's a joke. It's sarcasm. I wouldn't want to taser a hippie. Some people are so sensitive. It's very typical of the Bay Area. You can't say anything. Yeah, go listen to Ron Owens, Bob. You're a loser. I laugh at you. And I love that I got under your skin. That makes me, probably that's my proudest moment in nine, nine months here at uh, Clear Channel. Um, the next email says, I listen to your podcast every day. What gas station are you stopping at these days to pick up your extra high voltage of coffee? Make sure it's an everyday stop because you were off the hook funny yesterday. Um, did you know that Tourette's was once considered rare and bizarre syndrome, most often associated with the exclamation of bizarre, obscene words and socially inappropriate and derogatory marks? You may want to cut back on the methamphetamine sprinkles on your morning treats. Good for radio, but bad for skin. I have loved the show over the last 10 years. You have really found your voice as an awesome talk radio show host. Slightly insane, but still awesome. And he says, thanks so much. I ha- And I have to be honest with you. I think that's a very kind email. And I got to give a lot of credit to people like Heidi and a lot of people like uh, management here at Clear Channel because they have encouraged me in a lot of incredibly stupid ways, but they have encouraged me in a lot of good ways as well. So um, I do appreciate that. I think that's actually kind of funny, though. Um, All right. I pissed off a hippie. I think that's my proudest moment in radio in nine months. Um, housing prices still have further to fall. Here's the reason. We keep talking about housing numbers, and they're better. But they're better off tough comparisons or awful comparisons. Or what we, probably a better way of saying it, they're better off easy comparisons. Things got so bad in 07 and 08 that at the end of 09, they start to look kind of good compared to 07 and 08. So don't get too excited. There's an inventory reduction that's going on, right? And that's helped. Where housing starts are presently estimated to be running about 600,000 annual rate. We used to build houses at 1.5 million. So on one hand, there's fewer houses out there that we're building. On the other hand, there's a lot fewer jobs in the housing market building homes. Cheap mortgages have been a big reason. Increased affordability has been a big reason. So the low mortgage rates, which our government is buying these mortgage bonds, is gone. So here's the reasons for doubt. Inventories are historically high. Foreclosure crisis is still going on. The United States is presently suffering from a foreclosure crisis. It's further adding to the number of homes on the market. You have high unemployment. But again, we should start creating some jobs around springtime, which is nice. You got mortgage resets. Next year, approximately $200 billion in option arms are going to reset. So it's not going to be a situation where we're lean and mean again. You got default incentive where people are saying, I'm upside down. I got negative equity of $100,000. Might as well default because it's going to take me five to 10 years to get that back minimum. So my outlook on housing, not quite as positive as other people's outlook on housing. I just got to be honest with you. My name of the game for me is honesty. Um, I'm Gen X. I'll tell you like I see it. And sometimes I'll be wrong. And I don't mind saying that out loud. To get your calls in there, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I'm totally out of content. This is actually kind of nice. Um, one thing you can do at the end of the holiday season is give stocks to charities. So if you have a capital gain, you can give that to a charity, and that helps you. Uh, when you give $1,000 in cash, you get a deduct $1,000, and that saves you $250 in the 25% tax bracket. So... Find some ways to be efficient, and sometimes you can do it with giving stocks to charities. It's Rob Black Show. I'm going to take tomorrow off. I'm going to take Friday off. I'm going to take Saturday and Sunday off. But I will be back Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. It is the Rob Black Show. Thanks for calling. Two calls are coming in in the last second. 
What's wrong with you people? The show's over. Are you calling for Glenn Beck? Coming up, Glenn Beck. Talk910.com is the website where you can get a podcast of the show. This week was a genius week. The earlier part, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No, the Monday, Tuesday show better than the Wednesday show. Trust me. Go get the Monday show. It was fantastic. The first hour. Second hour. Uh, first hour on Tuesday. Also a good one. 800. Oh, I don't even want to go there. It's Rob Black Show. Talk910.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.